If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I am, as ever, delighted to be back with you on today. If you are listening on Publication Day, it is Book Direct Day. And if you haven't heard about this, then this podcast is going to set that record straight and give you all the information you need to help educate your guests because Book Direct is in fact a guest education day. Last year, the Book Direct guest education day reached an estimated 3.5 million travellers with direct email campaigns and it had a social reach of over 24 million consumers. Thank you to Amy Hynote of VRM Intel for that The Book Direct Day is a message to let travellers know of all the advantages to bypassing third-party channels to book directly with management companies and homeowners. It's as simple as that. It's helping people to book direct and save them the money. It's also letting them know that when they book with professional homeowners and professional managers, there are no security issues. It is a very safe way of booking travel and not the scary, nightmare thing that the online travel agencies, the OTAs, would have them believe. So in this episode today, we're going to talk about Book Direct because although we're saying that February the 6th, 2019 is the actual Book Direct day, this is the day when so many homeowners and managers are going to be promoting the concept to their guests. This is a year-round thing. We can be doing this every single day of the year, getting this message out. So on the episode today, I'm going to be talking to two great people who have been involved in Book Direct for a long time. You'll have heard of both of them. That is Annie Switzer. She is the co-founder and moderator of the Say No to VRBO group on Facebook, a massive group which has over 6,000 followers now, 6,000 members. And we're also talking to Joe Godar of iVacation Online. Both Joe and Annie have been on the show before. So to learn more about them, I'm going to make sure I've got links to the previous episodes and interviews I did with both of them, because Listening to those will tell you so much about both of these incredible people who are totally immersed in this industry. Annie is out there day after day after day on the group. And it may be called Say No to VRBO. That's where where it started. Annie will do a little bit of an explanation into that. But it has turned into so much more of a help forum for any owner or manager who would just like to air a question or a problem or an issue and have immediately 20, 30, 40 people jump in and give the most helpful advice. So if you're not on that group on Facebook, I suggest you get in there now. Well, after you've listened to this, obviously. 
And then uh, Joe Godar has been in the industry for a lot of years, about the same time as me, actually. I'll let him share that information on how many years that is with you himself. And Joe has created a couple of independent listing sites that are doing really, really well. Now, we are going to be mentioning a lot of people and resources on this episode. So I do encourage you to go to the show notes and check them out. We'll be talking about some of the owners and managers who are doing almost solely booked direct reservations. They're not going through VRBO or Airbnb or TripAdvisor or Booking.com anymore. And then there are others who are just using the OTAs strategically and minimally because they, they do have a use. But what we're talking about is not allowing the OTAs to control us, but to be a useful adjunct to everything else we're doing to help our guests book direct with us. So just before I move on over to the interview with Joe and Annie, I just want to go through a couple of points made that I saw on a, on a post made today by Jess Ashworth on the Logify blog. If you don't use the Logify blog, you need to have that bookmarked. Jess does an amazing job at touching the points that really mean a lot to us, touching our pain points and just offering us so much helpful information. So head on over as well to the Logify blog. So I have taken the points that Jess has just made in her post on Book Direct Day. I'm just going to briefly go through them for you. Basically, Book Direct is, is letting guests know that they can book direct to save money. That booking directly with an owner or manager that cuts out all those middleman and, and, and commissions that they have to pay. And these are really getting high. When you book direct, you can have direct contact with a manager or an owner. And the OTAs, it, most of them now, don't like the idea of guests having direct contact with an owner or a manager prior to making a booking, which makes questions and inquiries about their services and amenities before committing to a reservation really, really difficult. We also want to get across a message that the best price isn't on the OTAs. Guests can go directly to owners and managers and get much better prices because, of course, owners and managers are bumping their prices up to take into account any commissions that they are charged by the OTAs. I mean, Booking.com in particular, with a 15% commission rate, well, what's an owner to do? He just puts his prices up by 15%. So direct booking is obviously better. Then there are the fact that lots of the best vacation rentals aren't listed on the major sites. It's interesting, in this blog post by Jess, she says, take popular beach resorts in North Carolina as an example. Only 30% of homes available for rent can be found on the OTAs. So guests need to know that they shouldn't limit their search to OTAs and aggregators because they might be just missing out on all the best properties. Next, managers and owners have in-depth knowledge of the destination. Well, of course they do. No OTA can have the knowledge of every micro market in the world. Only the managers and owners understand this. And they may also have local partnerships or discount deals, which can save travellers money as well. And then, of course, that leads on to the manager or owner helping a guest with any special requirements, such as pet-friendly options or accessible 
vacation rentals. It's really tough to to sift through and filter through all the options available on the OTAs and find a property that is really going to work for a family with very special needs. And then owners and managers will have more special offers during non-peak travel times. When a guest communicates directly with an owner or manager, they're going to be the first to find out about special offers. We do this with our own management company. We send a newsletter out to our mailing list and that connects with all the guests who are looking for special offers and they're not going to find that on the OTAs. So all of these things are the things that you need to share with your guests, with your mailing list and keep doing that on a continual basis. So with that in mind, let's hop on over to this great interview I've done with Joe Godar of iVacation Online and Annie Switzer from the Say No to VRBO group. So I'm delighted to have with me on today, February the 6th, Book Direct Day, my friends Joe Godar from iVacation Online and Annie Switzer, co-founder and moderator of the Say No to VRBO group. And I know, Annie, you do an awful lot more than, than just that. So thank you for joining me, Annie. T- tell us a little bit more about yourself and your own uh, involvement in vacation rentals and your properties. Well, thank you for having me, Heather. It's always a pleasure to talk to you by Skype, virtually, online, etc. I am a vacation rental owner, first and foremost. Uh, I have been in the vacation rental business since 2006. I currently have three properties. I had plans to have two more on the books before the disruption in the industry. I still hope to do that since I have the cash for those acquisitions. So that, first of all, primarily I am an owner-manager of my own properties. The disruption that occurred in the industry propelled me to connect with April Salter, and we co-founded the Say No to VRBO service fee group. At first, we were trying to fight back and just trying to gain back some control of our businesses because we felt like this was just rolled out and we had no control over it. So we know that this new model is here to stay, but the group has really evolved into how we can be in control of our businesses. So one of our goals is to educate owners, old and new, um, no matter how long they've been in the industry, on how they can own their own business and how they can control their own business. And also, as you know, I am on the board of Avroa with you because we feel that the vacation rental profession needs a voice. And what better than a nonprofit to represent our association? So that is what I do. Well, thank you so much, Annie. And yeah, thank you for mentioning um, Avroa because something we'll, we'll probably touch on a bit later on as well. But that is, that, that's a, a great place to start just, just getting involved in, in the wider look at the industry. Hey, Joe, thank you for joining me too. You've been on the show before. It's so pleased to have you uh, back with us. How are you today? I'm good, Heather, and it's always an honor when you call or message and say you want to have me on, so I'm, I'm thrilled to be here, and hello to you too, Annie. Hello, Joe. <laughs> always a pleasure. So uh, give us a, a brief background into iVacation Online as well as, as your um, other ventures into independent listing sites. Okay, it was back in the late 90s, like 98, 99, I first started traveling to Destin and fell in love with it and decided to buy my first uh, vacation rental. And that led to one, led to two, led to three. And at the time, I was a realtor in real estate in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. And it became very profitable. I realized immediately that running it on my own was the way to go. So 
this was the beginning of VRBO, vacation rentals, great home rentals. Some of these sites just aren't around anymore. So I embraced the buy owner book direct model right out of the gate because I just like doing it. And as I realized, it was really about if I market this properly, I fill up these properties. This is a financially great deal. It's a great investment. I probably had 50 to 100 investors from the Cincinnati area just flock down here and start buying properties. And I helped them in different ways and became associated with them just in a big group. And we just really promoted, do this on your own and this can really work. That led me to selling some other businesses and getting out of real estate and focusing on opening up a a vacation rental booking system, which was iVacation Online in about 2006. There just wasn't a product around for a private owner to put one, two, or three properties up online and have online booking, credit card processing. And so we brought that product to the market. We did well with it. We stayed running vacation rentals, owning vacation rentals. And basically, we told people for about 10 years, just get on our software, put your property up on VRBO, HomeAway, get about five or six good sites going, book direct, they'll all come to you, you're in control. And things were on autopilot for a long time until about two or three years ago when they decided to shift this market and go into the pay per booking model. And basically, you know, they're taking 20% if you just round these numbers up across the board. We saw that disruption coming. And we decided at that point that it was time for us to try to get into the listing site market. So we decided to start regional. We thought we could take a little chunk of an area, promote it intensely. We launched Emerald Coast by Owner about two years ago. After that success, we moved up to the Tennessee area and launched the Smoky Mountains by Owner, SMBYO and ECBYO. Uh, these are book direct, straight listing marketing sites. And then we're happy to announce uh, just a, about a month or so ago, we acquired DestinFlorida.com, which we're bringing its assets on now. And we're relaunching a complete new website that will be integrated with Emerald Coast by Owner. And all these are just to promote listings and let the guests and the owners and managers contact each other direct and book direct. That's fantastic. And I'm hearing more and more about these independent listing sites. You know, I put out a call to, uh, to people to, to let us know where they're renting their properties. One that comes to mind is Flabo, FloridaRentalByOwners.com, which, um, which was launched by Michelle Totino and Nancy McAleer. And then um, I heard of, of another one up in, we're way up in Michigan, rentmichigancabins.com. So, and I know this is just a very small proportion of, of a much larger revolution now back into regional listing sites. You see, you know, up here in Canada, we've been using an Ontario-based listing site since, since we began our business 16 years ago. And it is still the largest provider of our traffic. And no amount of pushing by Canada Stays, HomeAway, VRBO is pushing that off the radar. So people are still wanting to to go to these smaller sites. and And I love that. So I want to talk to both of you about your experience of Booking Direct and, and how it's been, particularly for you, Annie, in a very personal level, taking your properties mostly off the OTAs, and, and Joe, with your, some of your clients that you, uh, that you know of. But before we do that, I just want to sort of step back a bit to a year ago, to um, the inaugural Book Direct Day. How, how do you think that message uh, got across? What have you heard from people about 
the message that got across in uh, 2018. And I, I mentioned in the introduction that um, VRM Intel gave some statistics. That campaign had a social reach of over 24 million consumers. So that, that's pretty massive in terms of that reach. Annie, how, what have you heard from people on the Facebook group about how it impacted them? Well, I think that many of the owners and managers in our group are embracing alternative ways of promoting their properties. You know, one of the um, first things you do is direct marketing to your previous guests and your previous inquirers. That encourages a book direct model. A lot of them have set up Facebook pages, Google My Business listings. I'm a huge proponent of that myself. I've been trying to encourage people to do that. Some of them are very weary because anyone can drop a review on your Google business site. Um, you know, people are using Instagram and Pinterest. We have Jody Bourne, who's been a guest uh, on your podcast before. She does um, classes on how to use some of these non-traditional marketing methods. I would say a good half of the posts that we get are about these non-traditional marketing methods and people trying to connect with their guests and book direct. And I really feel that a lot of the guests are wanting to do that too, even though the OTAs certainly make it hard by blocking information and so forth. But it's about educating uh, the guests also on how, how to go about it. They know they want to book direct. Now, um, Avroa just made a graphic about how to book direct. We know it's a good thing and why you should do it, but how can you actually accomplish this? It's interesting that the way that the OTAs put themselves forward as being the only secure and safe way to book a reservation at a vacation rental does have some impact because you do see the occasional posts from people who say, I've got return guests for three years now, and they insist on booking through the OTA because they feel safer in doing so. What would you, what would you say to that owner? Oh, I have said to those owners, some of it is really about educating these guests, but also some of it has to do with the way you run your business. If you provide an alternative way that is just as safe and secure as what they have on the OTA, they will want to come back to that. So the OTA model is relying on fear and on scrubbing our individual brands and our contact info from the listings, and they are controlling the online booking process, and that is giving them leverage. Interestingly, Airbnb seems to be the site where there's the most number of repeat guests who go back to the platform because they feel safe there. But I have two of my listings up on Airbnb currently, and one of them has gotten consistently high marks in the reviews that I make the booking and check-in process extremely easy. And interestingly, I use Joe's software, iVacation Online. I have gotten tremendous feedback from guests across the board, no matter where they come to me from, that I make it so easy for them to book that they would rather book with me. That's a great topic, actually, Annie. Joe, how much do you invest in that concept that the ease of booking a property is one of the keys to get more people to book directly? Well, I, I, I'm proud to say we, we've been saying this for 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I remember having seminars and HomeAway reps were there saying, this is back 12, 13 years ago that you don't want to book online. It, it's not safe. It, you, you need to contact the guest or the owner and mail a check. Um, this was way before they got into it. And 
just from a basic business background, I think you need to remove obstacles. Our idea with iVacation Online was we want a, a housewife standing in a grocery store with her cell phone to be able to take a booking online. And so it had to be a true e-commerce platform where somebody goes and says, I want this, click, 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 it's mine. Now the owner controls all that. You know, Annie controls her rates, her discounts, her length of bookings, but it's it has to be easy. So the OTAs did come around to obviously doing that, and they get the idea that people want instant gratification. But it's also now the whole concept, in my opinion, is we're losing control. And the the best analogy I have and things that we tell at a lot of our seminars is imagine if you were – we have to educate the people to understand what's going on. And there's a ton of confusion out there in the market. The OTAs are intentionally confusing everybody because they want to hide what's really going on. So I use this example. Let's imagine Annie was going to open up a pizza store, pizza restaurant. And so she takes a half million dollars of her savings, opens up the restaurant, has a grand opening day, and there's other pizza restaurants up and down the street next to her. Well, what if a man came along and set up a tent in front of Annie's store and said, you can't buy Annie's pizza unless you pay me first? And then he, you give that man the money, he takes 20%, goes inside, says, Andy, give that man a pizza. It sounds crazy, but it's literally what's happened in this industry. And it's exactly what's happened. Yeah. So there is no person that I know of that wants to buy a pizza that would pay that man in the tent in front of Annie's store. They want to go in and see Annie standing behind the counter and give her the money. Because what if what if something's wrong with the pizza? What if they need to reheat the pizza? Is the man in the tent going to do that? What if they want to order more for their friends the next time and be repeat customers? Do they want to keep giving him that money and that 20%? So that man in front of that pizza place becomes a drain on that economy. And Annie can't charge more because the competition down the street is they might have $15 pizzas. Annie's got to be at $15. And now she's giving up 20% of that. So they confuse these guests on who's paying this fee, who isn't paying the fee. They confuse the owners. We have owners every day, unfortunately, that come and say, well, I can list on Airbnb for free. They don't understand that they're sucking 20% of your income away from you and you don't even know it. So I think education and what Evero is doing is so, so needed right now. People just have to take five minutes and listen to what our basic business principles, apply them to their business, and then they can thrive. Yes, it's a lack of transparency, Joe. You hit the nail on the head with Airbnb. I hear this on our site all the time, especially newer owners. Well, Airbnb is free. They're just charging me for the credit card transaction. That's because unless you go in as a guest, you can't actually see the service fee that your guest has paid, and it's quite substantial. So a lot of it's done by hiding, lack of transparency, obfuscation. My favorite OTA that does that is TripAdvisor, where they fold your their fee into your rates. Right, and then... The problem becomes people say, well, I'm happy with what I'm getting. I'm not paying that extra fee. Well, you are. Um, any pro- Like a pizza is going to have a maximum price. It's going to be you know, $10. Well, your vacation rental has a maximum gross rental income. So let's say a three-bedroom condo can gross $75,000. You're not going to get $75,000 plus 20% if you're on the OTAs. You're going to get $75,000. They're going to take their 20% and you're going to be back at, you know, $50,000. And so that wasn't free to list on there. That just cost you $20,000. And that's the education that we need 
you know, for people to understand because we have examples, my listings, you know, other people's listings, we work with them every day. They're like, well, I don't want to be on those OTAs. So what do I do? Well, that's where you go into the, you embrace the book direct concept. You have your websites, your Facebook pages, build your email database. This drives me so crazy when owners and managers will not create a database of their clients. It's so easy to do. Do that. Start embracing the new websites. The new new websites are sometimes not so new anymore, and they're being very productive for a lot of people. If you market your property, the people want to still come to your destination. VRBO does not control the bridge over to Destin and say, you people can't get in here unless you book with us. Those people are coming. I just have to let them find my properties. I have to market it properly. They book with me direct. I have nothing to do with anybody that pays per booking on any of my properties and never will. I try to educate people to do that. The ones that do that are successful. It's that the other people are just scared to death to try it. Yeah, you're making some great points and and you sort of briefly listed some of these practical things that owners can do. And I'd like to go into this a bit because we we have some examples here of some owners and managers that are really crushing it without using the OTAs. And I mean, I'm going to kick off with one. That's Steve Elsie with uh, vacationadirondacks.com. The reason I, I use Steve is that I have used his site in a number of presentations I've done at VRMA and other conferences. It's just such a great example of how to do it. He uses video. He uses a lot of video, which gives him a lot of traction on YouTube. And and we all know how amazing YouTube is to to bring traffic. You've both seen um, Steve's site. Uh, yes, I have. It is, it, it's it's a very, very nice site. He's done a lot of work with Alan Egan. And I want to shout out here to Alan and vacationsoup.com because Alan has worked tirelessly for as long as I've known him, which is about 14 years now, to help owners become independent. And he's, he does a fabulous job with this. But I think what we've got to say, I'll let, you know, go through some of these examples, but it's, there is work involved, right? Yes. I mean, that's the crutch of the OTAs is just list here, ignore that we're taking 20% of your income, and we make it easy. And, and they do. But me and a lot of other people just don't agree with doing business that way. And ever since I've been in business, from being a paper boy when, when I'm 13, being in business means you work. And that it's not a bad thing. There's a lot of satisfaction that comes from you being successful running your own business. And don't think that just take an easy way out. Um, you're kind of flirting with the devil a little bit. Do the hard work, which means, and the hard work anymore is not hard. Setting up a Facebook page is easy. Setting up a constant contact page is easy. Call Alan. Let him help you with a, a website. Make a stunning website. Get beautiful pictures. I don't know anybody that doesn't enjoy hiring a professional photographer to take pictures of their a vacation rental. It's kind of like watching your baby being born. It's just, it's your property. You get those pictures, their faces light up. It costs you a few hundred dollars. And now you can go into the market and manage all your different sources of media with beautiful professional photography. And I bet you a quarter, every example you use today, you're going to see those people have stunning photography. So it does take work, but I, my answer is you're going to enjoy it and you're going to benefit from it. Annie? Yes, it absolutely does. It's not like it used to be. Even if you're just on um, OTAs and listing sites and you're not doing the Facebook and the direct marketing, it's still a lot of work because you're managing multiple sites, uh, multiple listing sites, multiple OTAs. The easy days are definitely gone. 
Yeah, I have another example here, actually, because um, I have just talked about Alan Egan, which is uh, going to put all, all these links I've mentioned this are on the show notes and you need to go to the show notes and, and check these out. A piece River House in Punta Gorda, Florida, and that uh, the owner there is uh, Andrea Dirien- Dirienzio. Does that am I pronouncing that right, do you reckon? I think so. And you know, an interesting thing, let me tell you, when she joined the Say No group, she was a novice. Her her property was not even on the market yet. We don't normally allow people into the group who don't have a listing or a website somewhere. But she and I have a mutual friend and she told me what she was doing. We let her into the group and she everything that she has done, she has learned how to do by networking with other owners. That is great because I, her website, it's, it clearly comes from um, the Alan Egan because I, I recognize some part of the structure, but she's really taken it and made it her own. And it's, uh, it's just an, an amazing website. And it's a really good one to go and check out because anybody can do this. And I believe that Alan's still giving away these websites for free. Uh, yes, I believe he is. Yeah. Let's have some more examples of people that are really doing this well. Well, one person I work with closely, um, Pat Enders, and I think I sent you her listing over, she had bought a a nice little two-bedroom chalet up in the Gallenberg area, and it was even before we launched SMBYO. And she came in through uh, iVacation Online, and she left her manager. She, you know, just wanted to do it on her own, and so she got set up there. She was able to get on the subscription basis at TripAdvisor. And so she listed there, uh, you know, just for a flat rate and took all of her bookings through iVacation Online. And then she was on the SMBYO when we launched. She has never paid a, a booking fee anywhere. She is thrilled to death. She's probably doing like $45,000 a year on a small two-bedroom. She quadrupled her income from the manager the year before. But she did it all exactly as we said. She got a website. She got professional. She just did it. She just would call and say, what do I do next? Get your pictures. Get your site, get your merchant account, get your Facebook page. And then all of a sudden, here comes the bookings and phone calls. She deals with everybody. She is so pleasant on the phone with them. She's got repeat people. The good thing about that market, those people come down two, three, four times a year. So she's in a high, high uh, return market You know where people come for shorter stays, but they come more often. So she built up her database really quick. And I, I was just proud of her for having zero experience. She basically just said, just tell me what to do. And she did it. And she's having this success. That is great to hear. And yes, I did. I've, I've checked out her site and her listing and everything is just going in exactly the right direction that people need to head. I also want to mention Megan McRae. We all know Megan. Mm-hmm. She is so active in the Nashville short-term rental advocacy area. But she also is doing such a great job on Instagram. And I've been trying to I've been trying to get into Instagram for so long and I, and I will do it one day uh, and I will follow examples such as Megan's on Instagram and she's getting bookings coming in from her Instagram account. And that is fantastic to hear. I'll mention another great Instagram account. I follow Niagara on the Lake. That is Carrie Molinaro's Instagram account. And it, it is just a model way to market on Instagram. Her photos, each one is more gorgeous than the other. Her posts, she has a lot of followers, a lot of engagement. She's another great one to follow. That is great. And then Pinterest is another one. Nancy McAleer has done a fantastic job with uh, Anna Maria Island Home Rental on uh, on Pinterest. 
So whatever platform that you feel really, really comfortable with, whether it's Facebook or whether it's Instagram or, or Pinterest or even Twitter, if you do Twitter right, that works as well. All these platforms will work well for direct booking. That's where you find this traffic. I also want to shout out for a friend of mine, Diane Denton, who is in Australia. And go check out her site, which is seahorsediamondbeach.com. It is .com.au, and I'll have that on the uh, show notes as well. But Diane has, has really worked on her niche, which is not only dog-friendly accommodation, but horse-friendly. And she, is, she has a great market for people who come to her place to bring their horses and to ride them on the beach. And, and she's crushing it because she's found the niche. And that's where the OTAs just lose out because they, they just don't have the capacity to focus on these tiny niches. No, I mean, it all looks kind of, it's standardized inventory. So it's really hard to differentiate yourself on an OTA. So you're right. The niche marketing is better done, you know, individually. Yeah, absolutely. It also just goes to speak that the people that are there that are on the site, they are the people you want to book with because they know where to take the horses. They know where to get the horse feed for the week. They'll know what to do with those horses. So why in the world would you think an OTA is going to be able to help you in that situation? So those are all just ways to bolster, no matter if it's a, it's a horse or a set of bikes in the garage or a golf cart, just anything that you can separate yourself. And then you're giving that service directly to the guests and you form that relationship and bond with them. That's a, a, a real natural business transaction that should be happening now that we have to work towards. Yeah. And in doing so, all these people are creating their own brands and those brands are going to, particularly in niche markets, those brands will be recognized as, as the ones to head for. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's one of the main things that I try to educate people on um, in the Say No group is to to own your brand, have a brand. The large OTA sites want to sanitize. One place is as good as the other is as good as the next because as long as it gets gets them a fee and the larger the fee, the better. The less selective you are about who stays in your property, the better. But to own your own brand is really one of the ways to market your own property and have control over your business. And one of the things I tell people in, in this day and age of online and people are worried about sort of their privacy, you kind of have to step out of your comfort zone. And this is something I realized just in the last year or two that a lot of us go to great lengths to not have our Facebook pages, Google searchable. Um, that also hides your rental page if you admin it. Your name's not out there. Your phone number's not out there. So I'm try- I try to tell owners that you know you can still control what the general public will see as far as your personal life or your family. But to promote your own brand, you really have to put yourself out there. You have to be searchable on Google. Has to be able to index your Facebook profile and your rental page. You really have to put some enough public info out there about yourself that a guest would feel comfortable booking with you. I mean, who are you? What do you represent? What's your history? There has to be some information out there. And I try to tell people that it's a double-edged sword. You want privacy, but if you have too much privacy and they can't find anything about you, you're playing right into the OTA's hands of, well, I'll put my credit card in here and they have a, a guarantee, a book with confidence guarantee or a payment protection on TripAdvisor. Uh, it's it's interesting you mentioned that about you know personalizing because I I just tweeted out this morning about about us pages and how important they are to, to share your personality and the reason why you chose a location and the great places 
that people go and see because you've been there and you've experienced everything. And yeah, you just hit the nail on the head, really, Annie, with that. You know, people do need to be out there with their personalities. That that's part of encouraging people to book direct. Yes. I also tell owners the other flip side of it. Some of them don't like to hear it. They're like, well, it's my personal page. I tell them to avoid controversy that can be publicly searched out that would be affiliated with their business. But some of them don't want to hear that message. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, we're in a day and age where you just really don't want to be sharing your deep personal held beliefs on your Facebook page that you're perhaps going to be sharing with guests because uh, you could lose 50% of them by doing that. (laughs) Quite exactly. That's what I tell them. And interestingly, before the politics really heated up here in the fall, I made a post about their online presence and I mentioned the steering clear of controversy. And there was a handful of people that came in there and made political comments on my why to stay away from politics post. I had to delete their comments. I felt like if I was a professor, I'd be failing them. I also want to do a shout out here to um, to property managers because I, um, you know, the book direct movement has has taken the property management world by storm as well. I know as as a property management company CEO myself, we have a book direct cam- campaign that will be going out on Wednesday to educate our list of past guests on why they should be booking direct. And I want to shout out here to Princeville Vacation Rentals in Kauai because Mm -hmm. they do a fantastic job of of reaching out to people and delivering everything that's local to Kauai. And I spoke to Billy O'Sullivan recently Mm -hmm. about this, and he's saying they use local blogs, and they rank really well due to their domain. Now, Princeville Vacation Rentals is a pretty darn good domain, but they use the in their blog posts. They use the names of all the towns on Kauai. They share those blogs on their social media platforms. But he does say they they dwell a lot on long tail keyword searching and looking for what their guests are looking for, and that gets them the savvy guests who love to book direct. And I think that's a good point to get across. Joe, you're a, a good advocate of long tailed keyword searching. Oh yes. We, we, we've done it extensively, especially with um, when we launched uh, Emerald Coast by Owner, we, we kind of took the community approach. And it, I mean, it truly was a daunting task to look at Google and put in Panama City Beach or Destin, Florida or Gulf Shores and see it just full of VRBO, HomeAway, Airbnb. It's like, okay, now how do we do this? Well, we went down to the community level. And so we identified about 850 communities on the coast that we were going to market and we decided to go in at that level. So it, we might not have the search volume of a term like Majestic Sun, Destin, Florida, or Emerald Shores, Destin. But if we could get 800 terms where we were ranking really well, instead of trying to get one term that had so much competition, we couldn't fight it. it it's, it's called the low-hanging fruit. So we took that approach and it gets into the long-term keywords. We spent a year and a ton of money on software, and we, we got the site up ranking on there. So, yeah, there's you can skin this cat a lot of different ways, especially if you have a something unique about, you know, a three-bedroom pet-friendly condo or, you know, just some things that aren't being so beat up online and rank so hard for, come in underneath and, and pick those terms off, and you can rank for them if you do things the correct way. 
I love that. And, and you know, on, apart from anything else, it's just really interesting when you get out there and you've, you find out what people are actually searching for. And you only have to find, you know, one person coming in. If, if, you've got, if you're an independent owner, that one person who books that low-season week has, has made that search for that, uh, that long-tail keyword really valuable. Right. And you don't have to be number one on Google. You'd be amazed at how much traffic you get if you're number four or five. And if you can get other terms out there and if a, a private owner takes a new website and works on six or seven different versions of terms and can come in and get on the first page of Google, absolutely. If you can get to number one, that's great. But don't underestimate how much traffic you can get on those other rankings because People are looking. They, you know, they look at number one, say, okay, well, that's VRBO. I'm not real interested there. Oh, but what about this guy? And you're number three or four. Uh, if you have interesting titles, interesting meta descriptions written, uh, you can put in the meta description, you know, book direct, save 20%. You might get that intrigue of that person wanting to do that. And now you're coming at them, you know, in, in their weaknesses. They, it's the world wide web. It's not the VRBO web. So we have opportunities that we can take advantage of and people just have to embrace it and try. Yeah. Your thoughts, Annie, on one thing that an owner or a manager can do on this day of direct booking day and, of course, going forward. What is, what is the most important thing you think that they could do right now to start achieving more direct bookings? Well, I mean, for me, the Google My Business, uh, setting up the business listings was important. I've had mine, honestly, for less than a year, but they're, they're producing, and they're producing at a pretty respectable rate compared to the, my non-primary listing sites and my non-primary OTAs. So I tell people to set up the Google Business Listing, to use a business name that has their location in it, or the description of the business has keywords that people would search on for their location. All you have to do is verify it with a postcard. And then I currently link back to my Facebook page for my rentals. And from there, I either link to a website or I think I link to iVacation online currently for my Delaware property. So people just, they they have a button to call me if they want. So what I tell people is to put yourself out there. I can't tell you how many people have said that they've just found me doing Google searches. I mean, people Google the power of Google. We should embrace it. People talk about them getting into the vacation rental market. Why not get in there now? Why not set up your listing there and, you know, take advantage of some of the searches and the traffic that to me, that's, you know, you don't even have to have your website done. Like I said, you could link back to your Facebook page or to a non-fee listing site via the Facebook page or directly to the non-fee site. You know, there are steps you can take before everything is done. And to me, just do the Google business listing. And I, I've made several posts to the group about that. Yeah. Benefits of early adoption. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Joe, what would be your number one uh, recommendation to somebody who's, who's listening to this and thinking, wow, I am only on Airbnb or I'm only on HomeAway. How do I start this? I think the sleeper that's coming up that we're seeing a ton of success with is join or start your own Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And we jumped on this immediately with ECBYO and we started seeing a ton of success. And if, if people don't understand, there's a difference between a page and a group. So we have a, an Emerald Coast page, a Smoky Mountains page, but that's our business page. So we control that. Um, we try to put out content about the area. We do promote our listings on there, but then we build groups. 
So a group is going to be underneath a page. So if you have a page for your rental, you could create your own group, and now the group becomes a discussion area and a place to interact with everybody on all things you know in your area. And you know we try to bring in as much good content as we can. So we're going to talk about activities, restaurants. We're going to kind of lead the group. But meantime, guests are coming in and joining. You can do things to promote the group, and then owners can go in and promote their properties. This is free. It takes if, – if you want to join a group, you can Google on or uh, search on Facebook, find the groups, and join immediately. It takes literally seconds. I recommend you do not link back to the OTAs to give them the money. Absolutely. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you have a website or a booking place, uh, minimally a, a PayPal account, some way that you can take the funds so you're not sending that traffic to the OTAs because that's what they want. In the same terms, you know, we want our people to use our listings. So we've created dozens of groups where our users can be active in there and they can put their links to their listings and interact with the people. And people are now going to Facebook to find vacation rentals. And this is new. It, it's, it's changing the way the industry works. But people are just so used to being, you know, they say Facebook's the new Google and it truly is. So if you want to do something today that takes five minutes, that's going to get your name and brand out there, join a Facebook group for your area. I think that is such a great idea. I, I've been looking at local Facebook groups just recently, and, and it's amazing how many, people, how many people are on these groups and people from all over the place. It's not just local people. It's, it's people who are wanting to come and visit and they are finding the groups and asking the questions. There, there are forums on TripAdvisor where where people ask questions about about traveling but it's all a little bit more formal than it is on a facebook group you get far more interaction and engagement so i think that's a fantastic idea yeah and i can tell you these are growing so if you're looking for a trend that's going to you know trend up and and you want to be on the right side of it it these are definitely growing We, we have pages that sometimes over the weekend 400 people join that group and immediately, I need this date. I need. To, I want to book this time. What restaurant should I go to? Where should I book my vacation around? I'm like, if people could see what we see as far as how many people are flocking to these groups, it'd be a no-brainer to jump in there and make sure people know that your property is available. Managers are doing it. They figured it out, too. And it, owners or managers, either, either group is welcome in the groups, and it, it's going to work effectively for both. Annie, jump in on this one. You run a Facebook group. Are there any caveats here for starting up a Facebook group? Well, certainly there's the potential for scammers and the vetting process has to be done really carefully. I've seen some groups that are public. I've seen some that are closed. But what you sometimes have is someone that joins as a traveler and lurks around and starts private messaging people. Um, A few of the groups, especially there's one in Maui where they've um, they've put out a way to book safely, how to avoid being scammed. I think that Daniel Burgess may have shared that also with vacation rentals from owners. That's a very large public group that covers pretty much anywhere. (laughs) They recently had a request for Dublin. I had to send them over to, there's a book, Your Holidays Direct for the UK, Ireland, and France. So, you know, it's also important, like, especially for those of us who who have taken positions where we lead groups to kind of network with other admins and know if there are other groups that you can refer people to. And we always try to do that kind of thing to get people connected with the right people to book direct but booking safely is one thing and that kind of brings us back full circle i mean joe said to have a paypal account 
But nothing gives an owner more legitimacy than having your own merchant account. And if and if you choose to your own reservation software, a scammer is not going to do something like that. No, absolutely. Yep. Very good point. Very good point. Yep. We agree totally with Andy on the security issues. And if the people will follow the posted rules inside of the groups, they will, they will have no trouble. It's when they ignore the, the basics of don't accept a private message and an invitation to wire somebody money. I know some people just don't understand that this is out there in the world, but red flags need to go up. And so book online with a credit card through somebody's website or somebody's software you are just as safe booking with Annie with a credit card as you are with VRBO. Because if you have an issue, you have the protection of your credit card company behind you no matter where you stand. So she can offer you the exact same protection as somebody claiming to offer more protection, but nobody can protect you if you choose to wire somebody money. So just never do that. And let it, an owner needs to embrace, I know a merchant service, there's fees to it. It's the cost of doing business. Um, you have to pay your real estate taxes. You got to pay your gas and electric. You need to pay your merchant service because it gives you legitimacy to tell somebody, please book with me and use your credit card. If you have a problem, your bank will step in to solve this. But I can assure you my product is legitimate because I have a merchant service. Yeah. And I mean, what I decided to do, interestingly, like mine is probably the most basic example. I was one of the early adopters of online booking and um, using Yapstone slash vacation rent payment with HomeAway. So when I went on a search for a merchant account, when I joined your software, actually, when I went signed up for iVacation online, I ended up back with Yapstone. I have an individual account with Yapstone. One of the reasons I chose them, and this is what I try to tell owners, I still get a choice there. And in fact, VRBO has started putting a 3% transaction fee on e-checks, even though they don't pay that. It's still free to them. My guests actually get a choice. They can still do an e-check if they want. They can even mail me a paper check if they really, really want to. If they're, they're like an older generation person, don't want to enter their credit card anywhere. But at least I offer them choices. They've got a credit card. They've got an e-check. Or they can send me a paper check. I mean, what better than to give people choices? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think choice is, is what this is all about. It's allowing guests the choice to, or giving them greater choice of where they're going to book, how they're going to connect with, with owners and managers and just make a great vacation decision. Hey, Annie and Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure having you both with me on the show. I think you've offered our listeners so many different ideas now on what they can actually do if they're still firmly entrenched with the OTAs. I just want to make one last point, and I think you'll agree with me, Annie, is that you don't have to leave the OTAs altogether. You simply have to be strategic about about the listings and where you take the bookings because it's all it all comes down to getting as many bookings as you can. Just finally and briefly, what are your thoughts on actually using the OTAs as a complement to your direct booking processes, Annie? Well, I see owners doing this. I think managers have done it for a lot longer. I think Kevin Klaus in our group gave a perfect example that he only takes something like 3% through the OTAs. That's something I can aspire to. <laughs> I'm a little higher than that. I have to say that my numbers for this year, though, so far are pretty good. 0% on my Delaware, no, on my one of my um, Virginia properties, and 19% on my Delaware and my other Virginia properties. And I expect those percentages to go down. So one of the ways you can do that is to sort of manage your listing. I opened up my calendar on the OTAs, and I'm actually on all three OTAs. 
much later this year than I did any other year. I always give my repeat guests and people who find me directly the opportunity to book first, uh, in particular the peak weeks. So there's sort of managing the availability and when you open the calendar. I also price differently on the different sites because of the different risks involved and the different fee structures. It adds some complexity. And I know some owners have told me they don't like to do that. <laughs> but you know, you really, if you're going to use them, you have to be strategic. You price it a certain way on a certain site. You open up the calendar in a certain order. Who gets who gets first dibs? Um, for me, I've ranked the OTAs uh, based on what they offer me. Um, how much control do they give me as far as when I get paid, how I get paid? Do I see contact info pre-booking? Does my cancellation policy apply or do I have to check a box that's one of theirs? So that sort of impacts how you would rank these OTAs. You know, for me, it's kind of tricky. You know, I run a say no to VRBO service fee group. It's not actually a say no to VRBO group. And I know I've even conversed with some of HomeAway's management who feels that we are telling people to say no to them. You know, in fact, a lot of people in the group are still on their site and the other OTAs. But if I had to rank them, for me, VRBO currently, as they currently stand, gives me the most control. Then I would have to put Airbnb just because I value timing of payment and they gave me a super strict. Not everyone can get a super strict early payout kind of a cancellation policy. TripAdvisor, um, to me, is the worst one for me, and everybody has to sort of do this for themselves. It has to do with the timing of the payout. Um, you know, I'm an investor. Cash flows are everything to me. I told you I've got enough cash flow to buy a couple of more properties at this point that I'm sitting on. But the last thing I want them sitting on is my peak season bookings. So TripAdvisor, bottom of the barrel for me. <laughs> you know, it has it's all to do with timing, even though their cancellation policy is actually more beneficial to me than Airbnb. So I think that owners have to go through that kind of analysis, if that makes sense, and say, what will this OTA give me? What matters to me? Do I need the cash now? There are owners that tell me they don't care about the cash and TripAdvisor is one of their top sites. I can't agree. <laughs> so basically, like I said, you manage when you make it available, when you open your calendar, how you price it, what season you use them for. I mean, for me, my pricing structure has made it primarily that Airbnb fills up weeks and weekends that nobody else will in the off season, in the dead of winter. And, you know, and that, that works for me. Those are bookings I otherwise wouldn't have. Joe, what's your thoughts on strategic marketing and using the OTAs to supplement uh, direct bookings? Well, I, I've seen a lot of what Annie just described in the market, and we've talked to a lot of uh, the managers seem to be more willing to play that, that game with uh, the rates and what sometimes they just take off all their inventory, put up only certain weeks, raise the rates and make them you know, earn it. I would kind of take it just one step further, and we really didn't get into it too much. But the reason that you're getting bookings from these places is because you're listed there. And we have, we have all had a dozen different people that we know of that have made the jump. And I have not found one person that's gone back after they left. So, and I know everybody has different struggles with marketing in different areas. You know, some places have, you know, new regional sites, some places don't. But I would just challenge somebody to say, what if you go ahead and make the jump? What do you have to lose? Uh, do you have your basic setup? Do you have your website, your pictures, your email database, et cetera. And you've got to give these other sources the opportunity to book what is already being booked by somebody else. And I think that people are flocking to the areas because they love the area. If you're doing a good job marketing and you have a, an attractive product, they're going to find you from another source 
but you're never going to know that if you're on the big OTAs and let them gobble up your your time. The other people just don't have a chance to come in and see it. So take take the chance. That's true. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I didn't mention the. I think I've mentioned in the past in the group and maybe on a previous podcast where my two Virginia properties are located. There's a local site just for the island. The Shinkatig Island site is shinkatig.com. I've always used him. I upped my spend with him. He brings me a very, very high percentage of my bookings, even for peak and for off peak. And I give him that chance. And I really haven't opened up dates on Airbnb for that reason on his site. Whereas I strategically use it for Delaware, where you mentioned that some places don't have local listing sites. Well, unfortunately, we don't. And the Facebook groups that I've, I'm in don't really seem to work for that area as far as matching the traveler's budgets with what our rates are. <laughs> so they're willing to rent it at much less. <laughs> yeah. But with Airbnb, they come in, and I even charge a premium, and they'll book the off-season weekends in Delaware. So, I mean, I agree with you. you got to give people the opportunity where there are local sites and where the Facebook groups are actually working. But if you've been in the business long enough and you know I can fill these weekends and they're just not filling anymore with the methods I used to use, that's why I branched out and I tried Airbnb. And it it really performed a lot better than I could have hoped for my Delaware property in the off season. Yeah. And and like I said, there's going to be uses in certain markets that, you know, it it will be beneficial. Um, What we see on our side of the fence is we see one listing come up on our new, you know, regional site. And they put their calendar up, they sync it to their VRBO calendar, and they're booked solid for a year and a half. And then they call a week later and say, well, I haven't gotten any inquiries. Right. Yeah, I agree with you, particularly with the peak season. And I mean, that's why, you know, you can go into any of these sites like VRBO or TripAdvisor, and you can say, I'm only taking bookings three months out or six months out. So if you've been in the business for a while, you know what the booking window is for peak. I mean, literally, I did not open up my calendar until this past week on VRBO for peak season. And I still haven't done so on TripAdvisor. Yeah, and, and then we'll have the different animal, somebody that buys a brand new home, it looks beautiful, that they put it up and their calendar's wide open. They call us two weeks later and said, I've gotten four bookings off you guys, you guys are great. Well, it's not that we worked for one home and didn't work for the other. It's, it's a matter of how that person or people are dealing with their bookings and where they're listing and where the bookings are coming from. And if you give your marketing the chance to work, it will work if you're doing the proper marketing. And I think that is a great comment to uh, to wrap this up on, Joe. You, uh, you and you and Annie have got given us so much in this conversation. Uh, unfortunately, we are just about out of time, so we are going to have to finish here. Annie, I can't wait to see you in two weeks' time. We will be on stage together in New Orleans at the Ritz. Yes, it'll be great to see you again. That, yep. that is going to be a, a lot of fun. Joe, we will we will connect at some point, I'm quite sure. We will, and you girls keep up the good work. You guys are awesome. I always like seeing what you guys are doing, so uh, kudos to you all, and just keep up, keep it up. Enjoy the sunshine in Destin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much both for joining me. It's been a blast. So thank you so much to Joe Godart and Annie Switzer, both of them veterans of this vacation rental business and everything that they speak about has such value because of the experience they've had 
in the uh, in the industry. Uh, just wanted to mention as well that at the beginning I mentioned uh, Annie's group and I said it was Say No to VRBO Facebook group. It's in fact the Say No to VRBO Service Fees uh, group. And, and I want to mention that because it's not about being anti-VRBO. It's just about being anti-service fees that, uh, that they are applying to guest reservations. So just wanted to clear that one up. Also, a couple of more shout outs to owners that we, uh, we didn't mention in the body of, uh, of the interview. Uh, one being David Pinardi, who runs St. John villarentals.com. This is another owner who is doing wonderful work at staying right away from the OTAs. So go and have a look at his site as well. Finally, just one more to mention, that's Emma Carter Stringer of BeachRetreatsFL.com. Go and have a look at that website too. Emma's uh, once again doing such a great job of being independent of the OTAs. So, so thank you, those of you who sent me messages and sent me to your websites and your, uh, your listings so I could go take a look. I am blown away by what people are doing to, to, to maintain this independence. So if you are still relying a lot on the OTAs, I hope you have learned a lot and that you will take away some of this to help you gain some more independence. I hope you've enjoyed this. It's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you on Book Direct Day and to take this movement forward. And remember, this is not just one day. It's every single day of the year we need to be working towards that independence and bringing so much more value to our rental guests. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll be with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.